Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Synergy Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm Dolores Van Borgendine, an advanced practice registered nurse, addiction and mental health specialist, blogger, author, mother, and all-round health and wellness fanatic. In this podcast, I aim to answer the common and not-so-common questions that come up every day, be they related to health, diet, exercise, and so much more. I aim to provide you with evidence-based answers and information from leading experts in their respective fields. I'm passionate about how we can all lead our best lives, healthier, happier, and free from stress. For more information, you can find me or contact me at Dolores at SynergyHealthAndWellness.net, on social media on Instagram at SynergyHealthAndWellness, and on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome to Health and Wellness Simplified. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Synergy Health and Wellness podcast. I'm Dolores Van Borgendine, and this week we're going to be discussing seasonal acquired depression or seasonal affective disorder, SAD syndrome. So it's that time of year again. The clocks went back here last week in Alaska. I do know that they went back about two weeks ago in Europe because Mark, my husband, was in Europe at the time. But the days are much, much shorter. The nights are much, much longer right now. In Alaska, it's getting bright this week, actually, a little bit better in the morning around about 7, 7.30, but it is getting perceivably dark at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm sure it's the same everywhere in Europe. So many people suffer from seasonal affective disorder, seasonal acquired depression. And what distinguishes this from depression or major depressive disorders is the fact that it is in line with the change in the seasons. It begins and ends about the same time every single year. Most of the population are affected by a change in the autumn or fall time, though there are some people who do suffer quite badly with seasonal affective disorder during the summer. The symptoms of SAD syndrome are a decreased energy, decreased mood, sluggishness, a little bit of depression, low energy, sleep disruption, disruption in what you're eating, disruption in your weight. People tend to become very sluggish and agitated, have a difficulty concentrating, but it can progress to much worse symptoms such as hopelessness, worthlessness, even death and suicide. And when I was doing my research for this, I did come across a statistic that stated that suicides are increased during the winter months uh, with a link to seasonal acquired depression. Now, some people may just feel like a little blue, like the winter blues, but this is a little bit more serious than the winter blues. And um, we shouldn't just brush it off as being, you know, a passing thing that we need to live with. I mean, the great thing about seasonal acquired depression is that there are tremendous steps that you can take. I'm not saying that they're a cure, but there are tremendous steps that you can take to significantly minimize and lessen the symptoms that people are feeling. So one of the first things that you need to do is you do need a uh, assessment from a healthcare professional. You definitely need to distinguish between depression, major depressive disorder, and seasonal acquired depression. Because the treatments of all three, while there are some overlapping treatments, the treatments can be quite different for them. And major depressive disorder and severe seasonal acquired depression really do need to be treated quite quickly. In addition to that, for those a major depressive disorder and seasonal acquired depression, you probably will end up using some form of a medication, uh, an antidepressant to help uh, alleviate some of the symptoms. But for seasonal acquired depression, you really need to rule out some other things such as a decreased B12 level, also a uh, issue with your thyroid. While I'm getting labs on my patients, not only do I do a complete blood panel, rule out any form of an anemia, I'm also checking their thyroid level to see are the patient's hypothyroid, which will give you more depressive symptoms, 
I do get a B12 level and also very importantly, a vitamin D level. And that's a vitamin D25 hydroxy. That's the one that you order to get the vitamin D deficiency level. So I do assess my patients. There is, I have a huge questionnaire that I actually ask my patients, how long has have the symptoms been going on? Were you like this three months ago in the middle of the summer? Do your symptoms coincide with the winter, with a change in the hour, with a decrease in light? So an extensive physical exam and history is taken from the patient. In addition to that, we will also do a psych exam on patients. So once you've determined that the patient is suffering from seasonal acquired depression, I'm just going to go back actually just a little bit before we even do that, just to state that seasonal acquired depression does happen more in the fall and the winter. It affects approximately 1% to 2% of the population. The effect becomes significantly worse the further from the equator you go. And that's in both the northern and the southern hemisphere that phenomena is seen. So the further away from the equator, the higher the rate of seasonal acquired depression. The statistics for winter blues, for example, is 10 to 20%. That's people who do suffer and have a difficulty with the change in the seasons, with about the 1% to 2% of the population suffering from seasonal acquired depression, seasonal affective disorder. Around about 6% of the population in the United States suffers from seasonal acquired depression. One other link, too, is that if you look at patients who have bipolar in the wintertime, they do have more occurrences of their depressive symptoms, while in the summer they do um, cycle into their manic symptoms. Why does this happen? What's the medical reason for this? Well, first of all, the decrease in sunlight affects your circadian rhythms and all of our body systems basically run on a circadian rhythm around a 24-hour clock. And in actual fact, I have a great presentation on circadian rhythms, which I really need to reenact, and I'll do a podcast on that. And the link is going to be to a book, The Circadian Code, by Dr. Sachin Panda. And he explains this very, very well. Actually, I did when I was researching today's podcast. I went back to Sachin Panda's book, Circadian Code, for some of my information. But anyway... The decrease in sunlight disrupts your internal clock and also the decrease in sunlight affects your serotonin levels. So serotonin and sunlight are linked as is serotonin, melatonin and sunlight. They're all linked. And what happens is, is when the sunlight is decreased, your serotonin production is depressed as well or decreased. In addition to that, your melatonin levels are disrupted because you are not getting sunlight first thing in the morning and you're getting less sunlight than you were getting during the summer. So the recommendation I think in Sachin Panda's book was that you get approximately 10,000 lux, that's L-U-X, which is a measurement of light. So 10,000 lux for 30 continuous minutes, minutes, 30 continuous minutes, especially in the morning. And that will activate all of your circadian rhythms and all of your biological clocks. And that actually affects your digestion. It affects your sleep patterns, affects your your sexual patterns as well. Um, And in Sachin Panda's book, he also discusses how the circadian codes, how all of your organs and systems, your body systems are affected by a circadian and activated by a circadian code and by sunlight. So this is the reason why it is important to get approximately 10,000 lux of light uh, for 30 continuous minutes, especially in the morning to activate those circadian codes. So there is an app. I actually downloaded it. It's called MyLux, M-Y-L-U-X. And I actually, for the last couple of weeks, went outside and I experienced 
experimented. He even here in Alaska, where it's quite dark and the sunlight's very, very watery. It's not like bright light. I was getting above 10,000 lux. I was on the ferry last week to Ketchikan and I was getting more than 10,000 lux on the ferry ride across from the airport to Ketchikan. So it's really, really important. Just bundle yourself up. Okay. There's no such thing as bad weather. There's just bad clothing or the way that you dress yourself up. So just bundle yourself up, go outside, don't wear sunglasses and get outside for 30 minutes and get those rods and cones activated in the sunlight. I wanted to explain that the 10,000 Lux phenomenon and the way to measure that is on my Lux app. So one of the other things is that seasonal acquired depression does affect women more than men and it tends to affect younger people more than old people. Again, I mentioned the distance from the equator is an indicator for people with a worsening of seasonal acquired depression the further you get away from the equator. Okay, so let's get on to those things that you can actually do to reduce or minimize the symptoms. So number one, as I discussed, is getting outside and getting 10,000 lux for 30 continuous minutes. So bundle yourself up, go outside, take a walk. During the day, if you can, sit beside a big window, though I do notice that that even when I was measuring the lux during the week, standing at a window or even in my car window, that the light was significantly decreased. So I think you're much better off just being outside. Now, if you cannot get outside, they do sell um, lights. I have a thing called a Verilux light, which puts out greater than 10,000 lux of light. You can buy this on Amazon.com. The one I got was around about $60. And what you're meant to do is you get up first thing in the morning and before you do anything, you just turn on your Verilux light and you just sit there for 30 minutes with the Verilux light on. It is a little challenging. You can't look straight into this light. You have it, um, it's more ambient than anything else. So leave it on a desk or a table that's shining towards you. And you could even, I heard of one story of a person here in Alaska. Uh, this is a personal story where um, he said that he gets up in the morning and he just sits for 20 or 30 minutes and he looks at his emails or he addresses some of the things that he needs to do online for his job. Now, I, I'm not a promoter of the first thing in the morning getting up and putting on your phone but um, he's pretty much killing two birds with one stone and he's getting those lux in so light therapy using a light lamp has been shown to significantly reduce the symptoms of seasonal acquired depression and if you do this continuously for in studies that they did for a couple of months it reduced the uh, symptoms of SAD by 80% so the Verilux light or getting outside into sunlight first thing in the morning walk your dog get up and walk your dog you can do that the second thing is that the, that you can do some mind-body things such as meditation, guided imagery, music or art just to mainly deal with the um, depressive symptoms and also to just to just get your head kind of out of the depression and uh, distracted. Psychotherapy has been shown to be very, very effective, especially cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, talk therapy. You need to increase your activities and also manage your stress because your stress levels with seasonal acquired depression are elevated. You can also take some supplements. The supplements that do help would be supplement 5-HTP, which has been shown to increase brain serotonin levels, tyrosine, SAM-E, 
I'm a big proponent of vitamin D. I take about 5,000 IUs, international units of vitamin D daily. My vitamin D levels were low, though. Last time I had my D level measured, it was around about 33, 34, which is the lowest end. So um, what you can do, the recommendations, I think, are 42,000 IUs weekly for approximately six weeks and then retest. So 5,000 a day is about 35,000 units per week. And that's where I am. Um, I also take my fish oil, my omega-3s, and then I take a B vitamin as well. So I have increased my supplements uh, taking these things. And I actually feel a lot better the last couple of weeks since I have been taking my supplements consistently. Uh, The other thing is to actually increase your foods that actually have these supplements in it. So unfortunately, with seasonal acquired depression, many people put on weight, they become sluggish, their metabolism shuts down. And the one thing they do crave is carb-laden foods. So people want carb-laden comfort foods. They want potatoes and rice and they want heavy stews and and heavy hearty soups, which are very, very carb-laden. And that's probably one of the worst things that you can do uh, for seasonal acquired depression. So the recommendations are to increase your lean proteins, increase those foods that have um, high omega-3s, things like salmon and uh, sardines and mackerel, increase your amount of berries and fresh fruits. Those are high in antioxidants. Decrease your amount of sugar that you're taking because again that is you're going to end up with a sugar crash and it's going to make you feel more sluggish you can increase your levels of folic acid and increase uh, things like eggs in your diet so again I mean it just harkens back to really good diet habits so you can either supplement uh, which I do and in addition to that I try and make my meals a lot more nutritious utilizing those foods that are high in vitamin D, B vitamins, and kind of your fish oil omega-3s. So one of the other things too is that you need to exercise and increase your activities and not hibernate. You need to get outside. So um, going to the gym and exercising is an absolute must at this time of the year. In addition to that, you can do outdoor activities, killing two birds with one stone again. So for example, if you were going to go for a hike or a walk or skiing or skating, if those things were doable in the area that you're living in, then you are getting the maximum amount of sunlight and getting a great amount of sunlight throughout the day. And in addition to that, you're also working out and uh, increasing your endorphins yourself. Another thing you can do is in terms of your lifestyle and home is not only increase your exercise, but also make your environment light and bright, okay? Open your windows, um, open the curtains, make sure that you're getting the maximum amount of sunlight during the day. You can also socialize and take a trip. One of the things that I learned very early on up here in Alaska from people that I work with and people that I've met is you really need to plan or take a trip out. So Mark and I have planned to take a trip and we're actually going to go to Florida. In Alaska, I think the statistic is, is that we're losing six minutes of daylight every single day at this time of the year. That means every 10 days you lose an hour. By the time it gets to around about the winter solstice, which is the 21st of December, just to give you an indication, in Amsterdam, you're going to have seven hours, 40 minutes of light. In Dublin, seven hours, 30 minutes. In Belfast, seven hours, 15 minutes. And then in Juneau on the 21st of December, we will only have six hours, 24 minutes of light. But on the plus side, every day after that, we will be gaining back another six minutes every day after that. So you need to be positive. You need to know that this is a cycle. It is 
horrible when you're going through it at this time of the year, but studies have shown that if you do implement all of these things, if you eat right, if you exercise, if you get outside and get sunlight every single day, if you eat the right foods and supplements that you can actually thrive and do well with seasonal acquired depression, a lot of people can do this. It's when you're facing seasonal acquired depression and you don't know what's going on and you don't know the strategies that you need to employ to make yourself feel better and to get better, that's when seasonal acquired depression is difficult. So as always, thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can find me at Dolores on Synergy Health and Wellness on Instagram and or my email is Dolores at SynergyHealthAndWellness.net. So I look forward to speaking with you all again in the near future. Next topic is I am going to do medication assisted treatment and opiate use disorder treatment. That is my next podcast. After that, I've got a couple of other ones lined up, such as goal setting coming into the end of the year. I've been a huge goal setter for the last 30 or 40 years. I always write down my goals. So we'll talk about goal setting and might even do something on vision boarding as an aid to goal setting. So see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you.